Hey guys, welcome to Rage Quit Rehab. We're going to be a podcast that talks about the nerd culture and also just whatever we feel like talking about. We're going to try and keep it mainly focused just on things that have happened within the past week or two weeks. For now, we're just going to try and keep it to about an episode every two weeks. And if we gather some type of fan base, we'll probably move it to a weekly thing. First, we're going to start. We have a set of about five to six hosts every week. It's, it, it's going to range anywhere from three to six hosts on a weekly basis or on an episode basis. Uh, I'm Gabe. Um, now we're going to start from introducing ourselves, talking a bit about ourselves, and then we're going to move on to the segments. Uh, hello, my name is Manny, and yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what's up, guys? My name is John. Uh, sometimes my friends call me Bento. You'll hear me refer to both or Bento Bra. Um, I have a master's degree. <laughs> I have a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling, so hopefully I can throw in some psychological <laughs> shit in here. Otherwise, we're just going to keep it real, play, uh, talk about some video games. Uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, my name is Derek. I'm from Missouri and Dominican Republic, like a few of uh, a few of the hosts here. Um, and uh, a lot of times you'll probably hear me call this El Daddy, and that's about it. Yo, my name's Shawnee Funny Man. <laughs> I'm a Twitch streamer, even though I'm very small. I do stream a lot of the times, usually games that I'm playing. I am a trophy hunter, so I try to get platinums in most of the games I play. Hey guys, my name is Lewis. Last but not least. And excuse my friends and all their middle school giggling every time somebody says something that they don't really approve with. But for the most part... We're all just a group of guys. We have a very unique background, each of us, in terms of our video game experience and things that we do outside of gaming. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, guys, as Lewis said, we all come from a pretty diverse background. Um, just a bit about ourselves, just in, uh, in referencing you guys here. If you guys here refer to different things, Derek and I are in medical and John, as he said, has a degree in clinical psychology. Sean and Lewis both work outside of, of gaming, obviously. Uh, Lewis and I went to Penn State. We are, if there are any Penn State listeners. Uh, so we'll be referencing that stuff. But you guys will learn a bit about ourselves if you keep listening. So the first segment we're going to start with is D23, the Disney Expo, took place this past weekend. And there were a few big drops, uh, starting with... a. Um, a bit more information on the Spider-Man video game that Activision is going to make. We're going to comment on that. And obviously the biggest news coming out of D23, which was the drop of the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer and a tentative release date, finally, for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, so we, not all of us watched D23, but for those those of us that did, we had to suffer through some pretty awkward hosts. Uh, I wasn't familiar with them. John, Sean was, because as he mentioned in his introduction, he, does, he is a Twitch streamer. <clears throat> Uh, they were Strawberry, uh, Blonde Girl, and Jacksepticeye, who I saw on Twitter has 3 million followers, so a lot of you are probably going to know him. He's a big um, YouTuber. Uh, yeah, and but most of us weren't familiar with them. So, um, yeah, like I said before, they were they were super awkward hosts. You could tell it was that's, the first time. That's an understatement. Yeah, they were really <laughs> awkward. You could tell it was their first time probably hosting anything big. I saw the Strawberry Girl on Twitter said that she was 
incredibly nervous for it. So, I, I, like, again, it if, if you're hosting something that big, yeah, exactly. If you're hosting something that big, if it's your first gig like that, I don't know. I just feel like should it, you probably shouldn't take that job if you're going to host something that big and you've never done it before because, it, like Sean said, her inexperience just shined through and it made the whole – it took away from the whole event. Like, literally, if that event hadn't had that cage three, that – hosting would have taken away from it yeah but i feel it's like you could also have more opportunity for like to expose yourself sorry that's true yeah it it did give them a stage to (coughs) further their fan bases because like you said a lot of us didn't know them but now we're aware of them whether it be good or bad reasons we are aware of who they are but like you said before i don't think that was the proper way to expose yourself. Hashtag butt cheeks clean. <laughs> Manny, what do you think? I agree with what you guys said, man. But I also think that there, there, there's no better way of learning. That's true, but that's true. pretty difficult. In case you guys are wondering what the butt, the butt cheeks clinch from... Uh, Star Wars Battlefront is going to feature a female protagonist, and um, they hired an actual actress, although I've never heard of her either, um, to be the lead protagonist. So they're going to have, if, you, if any of you guys have ever played L.A. Noir, they're going to have that facial recognition technology where uh, the act, basically, they can hire, that can afford them to hire real actors or actresses, and they can pick up on the actual actors, actresses, facial expressions uh. and stuff. So um, the Didn't actress who played the main protagonist, sorry, go ahead. No, didn't they also uh, show about? Well, they showed a lot of Battlefront gameplay at um, at D twenty three. Yeah, they showed yeah, a lot yeah. about Star Wars Battlefront yeah, too. They did. Um, but they brought that actress on stage, and um, that when they asked her about a world, uh, the world she was from in the Star Wars video game, Strawberry asked her about it. The actress then decided to go into character. Um, she's supposed to play an intimidating character, I guess, and she tried to be intimidating. Her poor acting ability showed. And instead of just saying, oh, I'm intimidated or something like that, Strawberry Girl was like, my butt cheeks just clenched. That whole thing was... the absolute epitome of terribleness on that entire just display. It cringe. just made you feel like you wanted to give... Exactly. just made you feel like you wanted to go up and slap every person on the stage. That's so true. <laughs> I think it was Manny that said it while we watched it. He well. just wished that they just showed the videos and said, this is the next game, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't get any better from there. Even though Butt Cheeks Twitch was the climax, it never really got better. The sad thing about that Star Wars game is, like, they made, for example, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 on PlayStation 2 were phenomenal. The class system and everything. Yeah, they were. And then when they put it on PlayStation 4, they took all of that away. It sucked. And now they're bringing it back as if it's a brand new thing. I never actually played any of the Star Wars Battlefront, so I can't really comment on it. Um, but I, game, I agree there. Oh, did did anyone else ever play Star Wars Battlefront? No, I played the first one on Xbox. I never played any of them. Maybe here or there, I picked up a controller and played it, but never dedicated myself to any of the games. I watched a lot of it. Yeah. But a game, a game none of us have played, but I'm sure that we all are going to play, was the new Spider-Man that I mentioned before that Activision is making. Uh, 
I don't know oh, if you yeah. guys either saw the premiere trailer, which they replayed at the E3. The premiere trailer happened at this year's E3. Uh, if you guys saw the trailer or if you didn't, if you just heard about the game, what do you guys think about it? And uh, what are your thoughts on it? And obviously we're all going to get it. And what would you like to see in it? Starting with Lewis. I mean, that's been my one of the most anticipated games that I've been looking forward to since I heard about its release, just because I think most of us here played the original Spider-Man on PS1, and that was such an epic game for its time, and it seems like this title is definitely going to do that justice. The most recent Spider-Man to come out in theaters, this is, they claim that this actor is the best Spider-Man yet, from the story within Spider-Man to the costume and everything. And it just seems like this game is extremely well done. One of the things that they did talk about with at D3 was that when you make a Spider-Man game, the one thing you have to get right is the web slinging. And I remember when the Spider-Man movies came out with Tobey Maguire, I played one of the Spider-Man games that went along with the movie, and I just feel like they didn't get the web slinging mechanics right. But from the short video gameplay that I've seen from this one, it definitely looks like they have. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree with you with that one. When when you were talking about the the PS One version, was that also the one that was ported onto Nintendo sixty four? Yeah, 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 that's the one. Okay, making sure. Yeah, um, I didn't know. I, I actually didn't know it was ported onto the N sixty four. Yeah, it was ported onto the N sixty four, but like. This is probably the best Spider-Man game since Spider-Man 2, the movie, like the movie tie-in game. You know what I mean? The movie tie-in game with Spider-Man 2. Uh, You cut out a little bit. Yeah, I know. I saw it. Yeah, you uh, cut out for us too. So, so, Spider-Man 2, the movie, that was probably the last Spider-Man game that was actually really good. And this one seems like it's going to be another good Spider-Man game. Getting back to what... Spider-Man should be in video games. Yeah, One I thing I, I go ahead and cut you off, Sean. One thing I didn't really like is I didn't really recognize the villain. And Spider-Man has such a wide array of villains. And I watched the animated Spider-Man series growing up, basically from beginning to end. And I actually rewatched it a few years back. I didn't recognize the villains at all. And for a character like Spider-Man, that like I said has Lewis, they, a, they oh, did show Wilson Fisk. Finn, they did show him. Yeah, they showed yeah, they showed the picture, but the one in the trailer that they showed, Mr. Um, Negative or whatever yeah. his name is. That is. <laughs> Manny, what'd you think of it? I mean, it's, it looks really exciting. Uh I'm really looking forward to the big ass city they showed on the trailer so far. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. pretty dope. You can get really creative with like the web slinging and like the transportation and like the way you move around the big ass city. Yeah, so man, I'm really looking forward to that. To that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that. I wonder how much you can interact. I'm like really the... wondering how much you can interact with uh, the NPCs and like everything else aside from like the villains and shit. But I'm um, really looking forward to this game. Might even pre order it. And you could steal a car. Parker, you just take a dude out of his car and you start driving it around in New York City <laughs> like you would in GTA. GTA Spider-Man. Damn right, run over Uncle Ben while you're at it. Something I'm hoping <laughs> for is, um, I'm hoping that they have uh, costume customizations, actually. Because I think that would be really cool to have. Right. 
And oh, also, so you pull in some of the classic costumes, is what you're saying? Or like classic or new ones or like whatever yeah. customizations or that you can have. Do you want to be able to create your own custom costume? Even even that too. Like they could have preset classic ones or just like just customizations so that you can change it however you want. And also, um, something else I think that they should include is kind of like what the the Homecoming movie had, where he had settings of different webs. Like maybe they yeah. could have like you know like web grenades or like timed webs that shoot off after a certain amount of time, things like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, they should probably have it. Yeah, they'll likely have it. I can't. I can't imagine this game being released without the uh, new skins, without new costumes, without different types of webs. I mean, I'd be surprised if they didn't have the different type of webs because, like Derek said, that was a feature that they showed off and called during the Spider-Man Homecoming. (laughs) He had, I think, over two hundred different types of webs in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so one game we're all pretty familiar with, literally D23's only purpose, the reason for probably 60% of D23's viewers, uh, was the Tetsuya Nomura, the man we all love to hate, um, was there, and he helped premiere the new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, and finally, finally, finally gave us all a tentative release date. We were wrong, we all thought it was coming out post-2050, and it's supposed to come out next year. So, uh, First, what what do you guys think of the trailer, and what's one new feature you guys want to see, starting with Manny? Right, so, unlike most of the people in this uh, in this podcast, I really haven't played, I haven't beaten it, any of the games, but it looks really exciting. There's probably a lot of spoilers in the trailers. Um, one thing I'm expecting, pretty much, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty new to this uh, franchise. All right. So, what, John? Did you have you seen the new trailer yet? Um, I didn't see the most recent one at the D twenty three Expo, but I did see uh, the original one that came out. I think there was one or two that we were all talking about previously, but I think it looks really yeah, good. Yeah, I think it looks really good. I'm pretty excited about it just because I've been. I don't, as you guys know, I don't really play the side story quests or anything like that. I just play like straight through cage one, cage two. Straight through, man. Straight through, and uh, you know, uh, it looks pretty good. Obviously, we don't know exactly how the game is going to be. If it's going to be smooth, um, my main concern is that because it's been so long since the game has come out, like I'm just worried that in some way, shape, or form, they're going to do something to ruin it. I mean, I have no real basis for that, but I guess I was late to the games, and I played KH2 when I was a freshman in college, which wasn't that long ago. Whereas everybody else played it when what they were like 14. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, it was think, uh, pretty far back. Yeah. It's it's 15-year anniversary for the Kingdom Hearts series, so the first one came out in 2002. If, if you had told me when I the day I beat Cage Two that Cage Three was going to come out in 2018, I probably would cry real teeth. <laughs> well, another thing, kind of going off what what Bento said, um, the fact that it's taken them so long to get to this Kingdom Hearts, like it's there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of followers behind it. And because it's been so long, like any small detail that's, that goes wrong is going to be blown up bigger than it should, probably bigger than it should be. But that's how I kind of see it because it's been so long since the first one's come out and the second one that it's, it's built up a lot of hype and could possibly let a lot of people down. Yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely do see that. I think it's how just about like, you, Sean? there's just so much expectations is what Derek was saying about this game because We've been waiting for this since two, basically. Since two ended, we were waiting for three. 
Hashtag then, 05. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, <laughs> building on Lewis's point, you told me that Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't going to come out on PS3. I would have said, you're, you're lying. You're exactly. fucking lying. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I wanted on PS... It's got to come out on PS3. They, they're not going to do this again. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, exci- I'm excited to see how more of the layout of the worlds are. Like, the gummy ships and all that stuff. Like, what what they're going to do in between worlds and the um, getting to different worlds and basically the story behind it because, hell, Kingdom Hearts is a confusing-ass story anyway. So, yeah, we, we, we don't even know the story. In, yeah, I don't even know the story and I've played all the games. It's basically like... Yeah, you have. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think my thoughts on it, obviously, I love the trailer. I got pretty hyped when... Uh, when they said, okay, first we're going to start with a reveal of a brand new world. Because I had been wait. I thought Toy Story was going to be in Kingdom Hearts 2. So uh, for it to be in Cage 3 and for them to be working with Pixar, I feel it's going to be a pretty authentic story. And because of that, I, obviously I feel like it's going to be amazing. Pixar rarely disappoints. Um, so speaking of new world, what's one world I mean, guys- Sorry, go ahead. I mean, one of the reasons you never saw... Toy Story in any of the previous games was because they had never contracted with Pixar. True. If, if Toy Story was going to be in one of the previous iterations of the game, they would have announced the contract with Pixar, and that's what they did at D23, which is... Yeah, but in, in that segment right, between, because, 02, between 02 and 05 before 2 was released, yeah, I, thought, exactly. I thought they'd, they'd do something with Pixar and release the Toy Story world. But, um, yeah, anyway, it was super exciting to see... Uh, one thing Lewis said, it was surprising after we th- I thought about it a little. I guess I was just so excited to see the trailer. I didn't even, I obviously, I noticed it, that the language of the that it revealed in Japanese, it was revealed in Japanese. Did that bother me, any of you guys? I mean, Not it really. kind of bugged me. It kind of bugged me just because Tetsuya Nomura said that it was available in English at the end of the, at the end of the expo that they were going to drop the trailers in multiple languages. Which means it was available in English. If it was available in English, I think if you're showing it to a predominantly English-speaking audience, it should be in their dominant language. Uh, one thing that, going back to your previous question about how what I'm excited for and what I'm looking forward to, I'll go quickly on this, is anytime I see a game, a series jump from one platform to another, I'm always interested in how, many, how much of the handcuffs did they take off with all of the new um all the new technology that they have available to them jumping from one console uh, like console to another exactly so from ps2 to ps3 to ps4 yeah but this one that's what i'm saying this one will go from ps2 to ps4 (laughs) yeah it's a big big jump so So exactly it's a huge jump so i don't know about is how much of the handcuffs did they take off? How many of the game barriers are they going to remove from the world? Am I going to be able to go to a Kingdom Hearts world without having to go through all the annoying-ass load screens? That have been yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, how, like, how the world was just basically uh, one small area, a whole bunch of little areas basically pieced together through different gateways. Are you just going to have one open world now? which I assume you will. But speaking of worlds, uh, obviously they dropped Toy Story. They reiterated that they were going to have um, Tangled, a Tangled world, and they were going to have uh, 
I haven't watched this film, The Hero Big Six, I believe it's called, that that was also going to have its own world. So, uh, speaking on that, what other Disney films or Disney projects would you guys like to be seen turned into a Kingdom Hearts world? Starting with Manny. Uh, well, I have a question first. Um, what, oh, yeah, are the, what are the current worlds that they have in this new one that's coming up? Besides uh, Toy Story. I think they've just revealed Tangled and Big Hero. Her, Hercules, her, Big yeah. Hero. Yeah, Hercules. Um, Tangled, obviously Toy Story. So just those four, I believe, have been revealed. Oh, okay, okay. So, Manny. Alright. So, um, since Disney's embedded with the Pixar, I'd say Incredibles. That's exactly what I said, too. I really want an Incredibles world. That'd be pretty. I, I think that be that would be pretty fun, you know. Yeah, it's a pretty sick superheroes idea. and shit. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I think I think you can make some really cool stuff with an Incredibles Keyblade, uh, with Sora having an Incredibles costume. You can make yeah. a lot of really cool. Yeah, and stuff. on top of that, they're making the the new Incredibles. I think next year. Exactly, Incredibles two is uh, set to debut soon. Finally. Exactly. Derek, do you have a world? Oh, sorry, John. Um, Oh, well, go ahead, John. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. I love the Incredibles movie, and I'd love to see how they could incorporate that somehow in the video game. Um, that's really it. Manny kind of touched up on what I was going to say. Damn you, Manny. Yeah, it is a pretty good choice, actually. I would, I think I would pretty much choose the same one. Incredibles. So none of us want a Frozen world? Nah, <laughs> or, not, Mo not or Moana? I mean, nah, maybe my niece, really. but not me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean I that know. could be a good way to attract the the female gamers, though, like the little kids. That's a good point. I guess. How about you, Lewis? Lewis, do you have a world that uh, is more uh, that you want to see? Or Sean, how about you go? Because uh, uh, I know I'd like to see a Star Wars world. That, I think I that'd be one. really dope. That's a great one. That's yeah. Yeah. Bad, actually. Yeah. I, I was I was talking about that the other day because he. Could yeah, he, um, sorry, Derek, you cut out, but, uh, it just, it's the whole, it just ma meshes with, it, it's just like the whole battle with light and dark with Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts. Oh, it just ma <clears throat> meshes so well together. Um, one of the, one of the worlds that I'm really looking forward to, just to go in a different direction other than The Incredibles, is a Disney movie that was I always liked. I always thought it was awesome, and I haven't really seen much of it. Is the Emperor's New Groove? I think that could get because it has a pretty defined villain. It gives a it gives a very comedic look uh, compared to some of the other Disney movies, and I think it could have a pretty good world. One world that I always thought that they might make, but they never did, was Pocahontas. And that's because, like, Pocahontas doesn't really have a defined villain. And yeah. it touches on and, some pretty... And then it'd be low-key racist but, to have just, like, yeah, English yeah. colonists. Exactly. English like, colonists. Like, would Sora be a Native American? Just, like, show up shirtless and shit? <laughs> 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 that, that's exactly my point, is why the Emperor's New Group would be an awesome world, in my opinion. Or Obviously, I think... The Sorry, Incredibles man. would be an amazing world. Obviously, I think The Incredibles would be an amazing world, too. But, yeah. I mean, there's so many different directions they could go, especially now that Pixar's involved. So, a Monsters, Inc. world. Oh, that'd be dope. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that'd be dope. That but you also have to remember that... Uh, 
I could definitely. You see have to remember that. that um, I no, I don't want another water level. I don't in underwater rules. That's true. They already have. They already have. Um. Hey, they could do a Finding Nemo, a uh, Little Mermaid com combined world. Even though they've not that would be interesting. One thing That's to stupid. keep in mind, though, is to justify a world, they usually have to pair it with a Disney princess. Most of the time. I don't know how they're going to do that for Big Hero 6. The Big Hero 6 world is going to feature most of the princesses. Like, within it. Well, I mean, Tarzan, don't, don't forget that uh, Square Enix is Japanese. They also have to, remember, they also have to uh, cater to their Japanese audience. And one thing most of these uh, worlds have in common is that they're really, really big in Japan as well. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Well, well, like, Poca I don't know how many Japanese people know about Pocahontas or other worlds we're thinking about. That's the thing. One thing Japanese Lewis mentioned... to know about the Emperor's Nagu by now. One thing Lewis mentioned... <laughs> one thing Lewis mentioned I when hope, we spoke I about this do. yesterday, or when we spoke about it right after, a world, obviously, since, like Sean mentioned, Disney bought bought out Star Wars for you can use the Star Wars licensing. They could also bought out Marvel, so they could have Marvel worlds, and I think that would be incredible. And that shows yeah, that would be a that would be a reach a Marvel world where it would be where it'd be like X Men or something like that. That would be a reach, but I think they'd have to just like they announced the third party agreement with Pixar. They'd have to announce a third party agreement to come into the game. Uh, have they ever done a, an Aladdin world? Yes, they have in the first one and the oh, okay. second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. But all right. I want to add one thing. more world. One more world. Go ahead. Which was a scrapped world in Birth by Sleep. Um, what Jungle Book? The Jungle Book. I thought about that. I thought I mean, about that. I, just like Finding Nemo to the Little Mermaid, the Jungle Book to Tarzan. Is that's the only reason. When I thought of worlds, yeah. I wanted to think of worlds that weren't similar to one that they already had. Yeah. True. Yeah, the Jungle Book similar. is a great Disney story, but so is Finding Nemo, but they already have similar worlds. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just All saying right. it was a scrap so, world. One thing that we didn't really get to see in the trailers were many of us, the developer of this game, Square Enix's characters from their past video games like the Final Fantasy series. Uh, we've... If you've watched any of Sean Shawnee Funny Man streams on Twitch, one thing we've been debating in the past few of his streams have been our favorite Final Fantasy games. Uh, quite a few of us are Final Fantasy nuts. We played uh, at least four of them, the four primary ones. Uh, a lot of us, we'd like to argue about which one is the best. Uh, so I think next we're going to talk about any Final Fantasy characters uh, from uh, that haven't had a cameo in the Kingdom Hearts series, uh, any of the ones we'd like, we'd now like to see uh, debut in the Kingdom Hearts series. Uh, Manny, like you said, or sorry, Lewis, uh, you can go ahead with this one. I know you and Sean are huge nut huggers for Final Fantasy X, so I'm sure any <laughs> most uh, most most of uh, most of uh, the Final Fantasy characters who have made cameos. Hard series do hail from that video game, so I'm not sure if you guys can even mention any characters that they haven't shown. Yeah, that's true. I I do love Final Fantasy X. I think Kimari has. If I'm if I'm in, if if I'm not remembering correct incorrectly, it's his name. Kimari, yeah. No, Kimari hasn't. I know that's his name. He hasn't made an appearance in Kingdom Hearts yet. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. I think that that would be a really cool, um, a really cool Final Fantasy character. But just to switch it up, not one of the protagonists. But why can't Sora summon a summon from Final Fantasy? 
So, True. I mean, there's some summons that go across the Final Fantasy franchise uh, I, that are obviously I haven't. The games. I haven't played the Kingdom Hearts game like full on out in about a year uh, when I uh, last played Birth by Sleep, but. Uh, aren't some aren't there items named after some of the? If I'm not mistaken. There's there's I'm pretty sure there's an item named after Ifrit. Yeah. In Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I know. So I, I, I yeah, they got yeah. they got the items. They got the summon somehow. Some of the weapons, right, might include summon names. Yeah, that's like their cameo. So Sean, what what any yeah. cameos you want to see? Um, Zidane from Final Fantasy. Uh, nine. I think he would be pretty cool. The monkey yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I think I think he's the biggest one missing. I was gonna mention him. He's probably the most prominent Final Fantasy character from four major ones that that's missing. Which one? Uh, yeah. Zidane, the main character Zidane. from Final Fantasy Nine. I think he'd be pretty mm. cool to have in uh, Kingdom Hearts. Derek, how about you? For a cameo in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I never really played. I never really played all the way through seven, um, but the one that I did like the most uh, was probably Final Fantasy VIII. So I think I'd like to see Squall. Although he's in there. Pretty major character. Series. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's got to fight him. Been in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just don't. They don't call him Squall in the. Yeah, they call him Leon. Um. How about you, John? I know uh, Final Fantasy X is pretty rough for you. John's gotten on you about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try my best to just basically just plow through that game, learn the story, and take what I could get from it without doing anything extra, which Sean has given me quite quite the rage about. Hashtag rage, rage quit rehab. Anyway. Giving um, advice from the walking strategy guy, that <laughs> is Sean. True. It's my favorite, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, I did play Final Fantasy X at least most of it. Um, I would say that I don't. I don't know if I could relate to most of the characters. I did like Arn a lot. Um, he's probably my favorite character in that game. Otherwise, um, Titus or Titus, however you want to say his name, he was pretty dope. I don't think he was. Um, some people love him or hate him. I don't love or hate him at all. I think he's like kind of in the middle. And Arn was my favorite in that game. But that's really it. How about you, Manny? I know you you uh, stand by the fact that Final Fantasy IV is your favorite Final Fantasy. Any cameos oh, that yeah, it is. <laughs> from your short experience <laughs> with Kingdom Hearts and the Kingdom Hearts series, any Final Fantasy characters that you would love to see in the Kingdom Hearts series and we'll tell you whether or not they've already appeared in it? Uh, well, following, uh, continuing with the theme of summons, why not Rydia from Final Fantasy IV? That'd be cool. She's a summoner in that game, yeah. Why not? Yeah, that's a good one. I, I thought think... you were going to say Kane. For me, Final yeah, Fantasy... I mean, if it's not Rydia, why not Kane or Cecil or Cecil, whatever you want to call him? Those are... I mean, Kane's a pretty cool guy in that game, so... Kane's dope in that game, yeah. Yeah, he is. It's badass. By far, in a way, besides Dane, who I stand... I have no idea why he has not appeared in the Kingdom Hearts series. I think Vincent from Final Fantasy VII has to. Yeah. I think he's, he's he's like the missing piece of like he, that. He's too badass of a character not to appear because Zach was a huge fan favorite from Seven, yeah. and he finally got his camp birth by sleep. Uh, I think Vincent won really really bad. 
because he's a, he's a great character and he's a huge fan favorite as well. Um, but yeah, basically the entire Final Fantasy IX cast. I know we saw Vivi and Cage Two make an appearance in Twilight Town, but the entire Final Fantasy cast just they they need to put more characters from that. Amazing. Has Zell ever appeared in a game? I don't think from so. Final Fantasy VIII, because he he seems like one that would fit right into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, so. that's what I was thinking. Like for, for like I said this before, like Final Fantasy Four with their whole battle of light and darkness falls into what Kingdom Hearts is. So I don't know why more characters from Final Fantasy Four haven't been in there. That's true. That's a good point. Um, Aldebert Steiner, really annoying character in Final Fantasy IX. I think he also deserves some mention. He should make he should make an appearance in it. But yeah, like I said, the, the entire Final Fantasy IX cast needs to be better represented in, um, in Kingdom Hearts series. Do you think it has anything to do with that they're, like, little humans? No, because, I mean, 9 was just a polygonal world that had little humans, and they were able to transition them into full-size humans. Yeah. Wait, 9? I mean, sorry, 8. Uh, uh, 7, 7, I meant 7, sorry. Yeah, but, like, you also had the base characters when you went into fight, like, when you went into battle. But, like, it's hard to, like, from 9 to design them better in Kingdom Hearts, like, in the Kingdom Hearts world. And in the Maybe. seven cutscenes, weren't they actual-sized humans in seven? No. They Only during battles. They were so tiny. In seven? Uh, yeah, they were so kind of... Well, it depends. When they were CG cutscenes? I know that, I know that actual, during actual gameplay, they were tiny humans. But during yeah. the cutscenes, didn't they make them actual-sized humans? I thought it was just during CG cutscenes. I mean, as good well, as their technology sure allows that. During what Gabe and I used to call the good graphic cutscenes. Yeah, CG cutscenes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't they, yeah, didn't they, they show them as actual cutscenes? Yeah. Yeah. But 9, even during their CG cutscenes, 9, they were still miniature humans. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's kind of hard to translate that to Kingdom Hearts. Even How though, about v 12, even though VV, VV, VV's... He fits, fits right, right in. in. Yeah, as like a tiny little magician dude that you could fight. And he's only six. How um, about any um, Final Fantasy twelve characters? Fran? Anyone? No, they all suck. <laughs> I like Final Fantasy twelve. I played it years ago, but I really liked it. It's not a bad Who game. Did you like it in? I really like the, the the different battle system. Instead of having turn based, like having the little the little timer bar for you to be able to attack, I really liked that a lot. Yeah, that was a good. But a lot of people really like the classic turn. Do you think FF fifteen characters are going to make their debut in Cage three? Who? FF fifteen characters. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah I, mean, they'll, 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 I think they'll definitely put a character to from that game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're good Probably. characters. Speaking of, why not have a Final Fantasy world? I mean, if you already have the contract agreements to include I mean, Final Fantasy What do you mean, Lewis? Because too big, because, though. Like, the franchise yeah, because, is huge. And because yeah, so you, have have, you take characters. one of the Final Fantasies and you put their world in it and you make it a world in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you're going to piss off a lot late. of fans, yeah, though. Yeah, I think that's already too late because they, the, the point is that these Final Fantasy characters live in different worlds in Kingdom Hearts. That's, that's the entire well, point of it. Like, they all live in Radiant Garden. In, 
Didn't true. Leon say that he was in Travos Town? A few of them live in Twilight Town as well. No. Didn't Leon say that he was in Travers Town and he says that he came from a different world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yes. it was Radiant Gardens. You find that out in two. That's their home. Yeah, you're actually right now that I remember that because it's been over a decade since I last played too. So, <laughs> so that's that. All right. So uh, our next segment, a pretty as a pretty consistent segment throughout the entire podcast, but uh, we're gonna call it. We haven't made up a name for it. Probably calling it the funny review for now. So Sean, the funny man, Robinson. Gonna, I'll give my thoughts gonna, about a game. He's gonna give his thoughts about a game, and at the end, he's gonna give it a certain amount of funnies, which are gonna be our reviewing uh, unit um, out of ten. So, Sean, take it away with the Crash Bandicoot trilogy that was just recently released. Yes. Give us your thoughts. So, the uh, Crash Bandicoot Ensign trilogy. I mean. It's a good game. They're good games. They're worth the money. It's 40 bucks. You get three games. They're classic games. Um, they're, they're the same thing. I mean, these are probably one of the better... These are the better versions to play the game because, A, the graphics are a little better. Um, and they're, they're just the same thing. Um, they're just the same games that they were. I mean, they're... All that's it. And, uh... The only thing, my only complaint about it so far is that the jumping mechanic's a little off, but that you get used to it after a while. So I guess my funny rating would be, hmm. Sean, why don't you wait to give it your funny rating so that the other people Oh, yeah, you, you, can, you can guys the, can chime in. in I was waiting. Yeah, so, so the guy there, there are only three of us have who, both played the game. Yeah, like Lewis said, there have only been three of us out of the entire podcast who... Um, and something, and something really good about it I like is uh, nowadays I feel like uh, a lot of uh, across lots of different consoles kind of carry you along like they they kind of take your hand and say go everything's a lot I feel in, in in this day and age for games and I feel like they give you a lot of things and these in like the remake of Crash I don't feel like they did that at all um, the little bit that I did play from it I found out I found it to be as difficult if not more difficult than it was back then. So that's definitely something that I like. Um, if you're interested in more of a challenge, I guess, um, after having been used to for so many years now of games basically holding your hand along the way. Yeah, just to segue off of what uh, Derek was saying, I do find it really fun. Uh, I played it uh, mainly a couple days ago, and I haven't played it since, but... I, I was basically binging it. It was pretty fun. Uh, like Sean said, there are some issues with the jumping. It almost seems like like um, you try to land on something and you're perfect, but for some reason it just kind of glitches. But otherwise, it's really fun. Uh, I feel like it's it's really smooth, especially the levels that you're you're riding on some animal or um, you're you're running away from from one of the rolling boulders. Overall, it's really fun, and I think that it, it does justice to the classic games. The, the the details in the graphics are really good too so if you're into the aesthetic looks it's definitely something that um, someone who's played the older games really takes notice of right away and overall it's just really fun yeah and was... also it's it's really rage worthy too so if yes. you're <laughs> I raged on you know, live stream before if you watch I... if you watch the funny man stream 
you know how much rage it induces. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that's why you come to race court rehab. It's, it's also, right. it's also hey. I feel like crash, you need to build up a lot more momentum. And sometimes your momentum doesn't take you as far. What I'm thinking about when I when I take a jump. Like, I don't know if you've died. I've died on the first level because I thought, I'm going to jump off this hill and I'm going to go farther than I ever, than I did. Because I was Damn, used to so it. You died on the farther. first level? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think it's a game that, let's say, because when Gabe and I used to get babysat by one of our aunts, aunts or close family friend, she had son had Crash Bandicoot as a video game, and that's one of the games that I remember Gabe and I could just pick up and play. And we'd have fun, and no matter where he was in the game, we would just pick it up, instantly learn how to play right away, and then you could just have fun. Yeah, so it was a user-friendly. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They didn't, they didn't change any of the mechanics or anything or any of the controls. That's good. So, like, yeah, whether you, you pick up and just play. Yeah, like whether whether you're someone who's playing it for the first time or someone who hasn't played it in ten years, like it's all it takes is a couple of tries and you basically start to start to get a feel for it. It's it's pretty smooth, like I said, and it um, it translates well. Yeah, all right, so all in all, how many funnies are you gonna give it, funny man? I'm gonna give it eight funnies out of ten. Damn, it's pretty solid. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's the with, same would thing. You guys agree with that final verdict? Yeah, well, the thing with the jumping, um, I think they could easily release a patch because now and nowadays there's always a patch with games that come out, so they can probably they can probably patch that out. I think. I mean, it's yeah, just I, as good I, as the originals, so that's why. All right, so that was our first review. Again, we're gonna be reviewing games. Uh, we're gonna try and keep it a consistent sec as a consistent segment. As you'll see, we'll obviously interject. Uh, little bit if we if other of us if other of us have played the games but uh our main two reviewers are probably going to be uh sean and derek for games in general just because they usually play the most up-to-date games um lewis and i uh are probably and, and john somewhat uh we're probably the main ones on the podcast uh host list that play are really into sports video games so uh next month obviously august is a huge month for ea sports fifa and madden always drop so lewis and i will be bringing those reviews to you uh probably about like that day or two after they come FIFA out drops in september oh sorry you're right fifa drops in late september with the start of the Premier League, but yeah, those that August September period is a huge period for uh, EA Sports, so we'll bring those out to you. I'm planning on getting NBA 2K this year, so we can review that as well. Uh, First-person shooters, I suck absolute ass at them, so uh, for those, you'll you'll probably get the reviews from Derek uh, and Manny, and sometimes John. I know John plays first-person shooters sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's mainly going to be our reviewing board. Again, we'll try and keep it consistent as a consistent part of the podcast. But another segment we're going to try and keep as a consistent part of the podcast is a game we're currently playing. Again, we said we're going to come out with episodes as of right now every two weeks. So for the next two weeks, let's go around and let's say what game we're currently playing, uh, what we're currently doing in it, and a game we would like to play next, uh, starting with Manny. So a game I'm currently playing right now is Final Fantasy X because my uh, colleagues here swear on their lives that that's the best game ever made on Earth. So True. I'm here just to see what hype, what the hype's about. Aside from that awesome game, I'm also playing uh, Nier Automata because everyone else is hype about it, and it's pretty good so far. 
And I'm not sure what game I'm looking forward to next because these two games are pretty lengthy as is. So yeah, I'll... all right, Bento. So right now I'm playing a couple games as we talked about. I'm playing Crash. Um, I'm also playing The Last of Us, uh, which is really fun, uh, mega creepy at times. I'm currently stuck on a level that I'm trying to walk through in the dark uh, with a flashlight that likes to go out on me like every two seconds. So um, overall, that's a really fun game. I don't know if anybody here has played The Last of Us yet, or it's a it's an older game, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a few years it, old, but it. It's it, it was it's already being viewed as one of the best games of all time. Like up there. Yeah, I've heard very good things about it. I guess maybe that's the game I want to try next. That new zombie game that they're making. I don't remember what it's called. It's pretty good. It's not. It's not. Um, The Last of Us. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. They announced it at E3. What Outlast? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know what it's called. We, it we, I remember dope. we watched the trail. We watched it together. That one. Is it days Days Gone? Maybe it's Days Gone. I think. Where like they show like tons of zombies it? and there was like a yeah, yeah, bear yeah, zombie. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that, yeah I think that's that yeah, one. That's the one. Yeah, that's, that's the, one. the one. I think it stays gone. Wait, that's... what game are you currently playing, Garrick? Um, well, I'm playing a few. Um, right now, Smash Bros. for for Wii U, and I'm pretty Always. disappointed. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed that they haven't released it for Switch yet. But I guess I kind of understand it. Um, I've also been playing um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I'm still like playing that off and on because there's so much that you can do and a lot of side quests. But I definitely think that's a really, really great game. Uh, so if you haven't played it, you should. And um, in my free time, I play, well, in the little free time I have, I play uh, X-Men Legends also. But that game's pretty old. I'm actually Ooh, hoping to do game. Great game. Yeah, I'm hoping to do a remake because I'm, I kind of see now like it's geared towards single players a lot, the games nowadays, and, and not really into co-op stuff. But I've I've always been into co-op since I have a pretty extensive family, so I think they should definitely make a remake for that. Yeah, that was one Absolutely. of Gabe and I's favorite games. And just real quick, the D3 Expo they showed some VR technology where they showed um, so it was actually some Marvel characters. So it was the Hulk. Uh, it was an Avengers one. Oh, into the galaxy. Before, yeah, it was an Avengers thing, and it was actually a four-person co-op. Uh, before I forget. Playing. Before I forget, also, uh, if you guys have a PS4, I'm pretty sure that they have um, the game. I think it's called Marvel Omega. Uh, I think it's free on PS Plus, uh, PS4 Plus, if you have it, and you can download that. And it's pretty, pretty much the same as um, X Men Legends. So actually, if you guys wanted to download it and play it, I gotta check that out then. Definitely check that out. Yeah. So oh. I guess. What 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 I'm playing? What I'm streaming is Kingdom Hearts Two. I'll be streaming Kingdom Hearts Two. So, um, I'm trying to get the platinum trophy. As I said in the beginning of the podcast, I do try to get platinum trophies. Whatever I'm playing, I'm also playing Crash the Unseen Trilogy, trying to get the platinums in those games. I'm also looking forward to playing, um, uh. Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm looking forward to that. I think that seems like a really good game. That looks really good. Yeah, I want to. I just want to check it out. And there's some yeah, DLC that, that I want to get. Basically, Sony's top game at E3 was Horizon Zero Dawn. Yo, yeah. nice, nice. That's mine. Lewis. What are you currently playing? So I'm not during my free time 
uh, Gabe and I share a franchise in MLB 17, the show, that we bounce back and forth from each other uh, on the PlayStation Cloud. That's basically the game that takes up a lot of my free time. Um, we're still trying to get, for anyone who plays that game, we're still trying to get the sliders down to be consistent. Shout out to Mike Lowe and OS Full Miners. But that's what's taking up a lot of my time. Always got to give a shout out to OS Full Miners. The work those guys do. That, those guys do for free of pay just for the purpose of the MLB The Show community. Has Damn to be right. recognized. Uh, they finally got recognized nationally on a national scale for this one. Uh, if you guys don't know, they're about, about I think about over 250 players or so in um, that they make from the minor leagues. They go in, they create realistic stats. They obviously create realistic minor league avatars because the game does not it's does not have licensing to the minor league players association. Therefore, they cannot release those 250 said players with the video game. So these guys go in there, they edit all their fake people and turn them into real people uh, just for the community's sake, just so you can have more realistic franchise. So just wanted to give those guys a shout out. But a game I'm currently playing is, um, as you guys all know, my friends make fun of me a lot. Uh, Lewis and I are trying to do just a little run through the entire Pokemon series. Hopefully oh God. Leading up to, uh, <laughs> leading up two to years, the Pokemon RPG on switch. Uh, yeah, probably be with, them. but uh, I've been on Soul Silver, stuck on Soul Silver for a while. Not stuck, I just don't play often. Um, stuck sounds about right though. So, <laughs> when he says so, when he says doesn't play often, it means never. Yeah, so I I, <laughs> I understand he, now and then. He hates training. Yeah, I I again I I don't have time to grind, sit there and grind. I don't have to. What? It's the fun sit, of Pokemon. Sit and, sit and grind. Like you literally, they they basically baby feed you now. Like they give you AXP share that works for everybody. Yeah, it's, but that's not not in Soul Silver. That wasn't in Soul Silver. That guy introduced uh, well. black and white, and then got carried into Omega Root and Alpha oh, Sapphire. Unfor that's unfortunately, not, yeah. I do have the 16 badges. I uh, am right before the Kanto Elite Four. Grind oh, a, a bit with my Pokemon and then move on um, to uh, Alpha Sapphire because Lewis and I are trying to play the games in order. We started with Leaf Green, Fire Red, moved on to Soul Silver, Heart Gold, then Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, so on and so on. We're trying to play in the order that Ash visited them. Hopefully, again, like I said, leading up into the the huge, long-awaited RPG on an actual console. Uh, so uh, I think next episode we'll talk about what we hope to find out of those. But for now, uh, we'll move on to our last uh, segment, uh, which is just current events. We're going to talk about current events in the video game world. Sorry, it's our second-to-last segment. Our last segment will be always trying to uh, review the Game of Thrones episodes, since we know that's a huge part of nerd culture. But... Uh, for now, we got a few current events we want to talk about. I guess I'll just list all of them out, and we can just comment on the ones. Uh, we can each comment on one. Uh, just sort of, Lewis mentioned one of them already, which was a virtual reality game that they showed for Avengers uh, Virtual Reality. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, the Evo Expo for the fighting game tournament. Uh, they showed a huge fight between... Um, two players, which, it was a mirror fight, so each player got the same characters. Uh, they each had Super Saiyan Vegeta, uh, Frieza, and Final Form Cell. Comment on that. Uh, Disneyland, Disney World are also adding a Star Wars line. And, uh, childhood favorite RuneScape is going mobile. 
And then um, some lady, just commenting because Game of Thrones is big right now, decided to make a direwolf dog breed. It ended up being called the American Elastane. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. So uh, we could comment on that, possible prices of the puppies for those breeds. So uh, I guess we'll start with Lewis. Uh, which one are you going to comment on? Lewis, you're... Any dropper. So, one, so the <laughs> event that I focus... Sorry about that, guys. The event I focus on, which is one that I think a lot of us have experience with, would just be the Dragon Ball uh, Fighter Z Evo. Um, that one, I think a lot of us have a pretty strong opinion on that video and just that gameplay. For me personally, and I know that this opinion is shared by a lot of my friends, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3, the last the iteration of the Tenkaichi game on the PS2, was the best Dragon Ball Z fighting game, and actually one of the, the best fighting games, period, that I've ever played. For them to go away from open-world combat in Dragon Ball Z, to me, is just a huge disappointment. And I know that Manny will say that 2D is in right now, and that's what they wanted to focus on. But for me personally, that's just a huge disappointment. But I'll pass the mic along. I, I actually completely agree with that. Um, for me, it was really disappointing. Like, granted, the the artwork in the new one looks pretty looks pretty dope. I like it. But still, I think with Dragon Ball Z, I feel like it would be tons better if it were an open world kind of thing, just like Budokai Tenkaichi Three. Because honestly, I spent countless hours playing that game because it was just. It was fun to like just sometimes to even just fly in the worlds, but to make it two D, it's it's like I don't know. I feel like we have enough for sure. Yeah, I just think like it's just another clone of uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Exactly, and you know, I mean, it's it looks good. Like I liked all the characters and everything, but I just think they're just trying to copy that battle style and I don't know it could it could be really good or it could be a flop agreed I mean that's what they're aiming for because the big competitive fighting games the hell are um, <laughs> are like that like 2d um, and like they want to get into getting in this game like this uh, they want to make money off this game obviously um, I guess we were considered a niche community or whatever you want to call it a really small community that like the 3d games but they want to go into tournaments. They want to maybe go into esports. I guess yeah. that's why they chose the 2D. And it makes sense though. Like they're a company that's trying to make money as well. I don't mind the 2D. That's a good point. Uh, as Manny said, I think their main goal with this game was to go to esports. Uh, I know a lot of huge fighting game heads. If you do hear that, uh, we loved the last rendition of the Budokai series on PlayStation 2, which was uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Uh, a lot of fighting heads are pissed because. Usually games that have such a massive library of characters sacrifice uh, character originality. Uh, a, a lot of the characters are just the same character with skins. Um, so that that's I think that's what um, they want to do with this uh, new DBZ game is they want to keep it 2D and they want it just so it can be like other fighting games uh, which are played professionally on and they want to keep it so each character feels vastly different from another character. And, John, uh, real think... quick, um, sorry, Gabe. Real quick, just because I know, I don't think you've played a lot of the past Dragon Ball Z fighting games, but you are a Dragon Ball Z fan, and you've watched the series. For someone who really doesn't have 
much skin in the fight, what would you prefer? And I don't know how much, how many fighting games you've played in the past, but what would you prefer to see for a Dragon Ball Z game? Would you want it to be 2D, or would you like a more open-world concept? Um, in terms of the fighting, I actually just watched the video while you guys were talking about it, because I've never seen a trailer before, but um, it looks really good the way it is. I think that um, the 3D world, like the open map, like you're saying, it sounds really fascinating. I'm just having trouble envisioning that, like a fighting style like that, where you um, and making it look good at the same time. It was time, great. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Well, then. <laughs> I wasn't uh, impressed. I'd love to see it brought back. But yeah, I, I, again, yeah, I think I think one is plays to I guess just the ch the children in us, and then the other one plays to. Uh, professional gamers who want uh, very diverse combos, who want very integrate gameplay, who uh, just basically turn this into a Dragon Ball Z uh, version of Tekken or of uh, Smash Bros. Uh, Derek, as someone as someone who frequents uh, tournaments for fighting games, because you are extremely good at Smash Bros. Again, if, if a new Smash Bros. ever does come out, Derek will 100% be the reviewer on that one. Um, if you guys didn't know, Derek is a huge Smash Bros. player. Uh, that's what he does a lot outside of med school. So what do you think, as a fighting game fan, uh, how do you think this could measure up and possibly compete with uh, games like Smash Bros.? Well, honestly, a lot of the like a lot of the fights are are basically like that, like 2D. For example, Injustice 2 is really huge. Injustice was huge. And that's a 2D fighter. Then they have Marvel vs. Capcom, which is a 2D fighter. Uh, Smash Bros, which is... It's not really a 2D fighter, but it follows the same kind of mechanic, I guess. Not, I don't know. But a lot of the fighting games, I feel, geared in, geared towards that. Just because, um, in my opinion, I actually haven't really played too many 2D fighter games in tournaments or anything. But um, I feel like they have set combos. And different memorizations that you have to do and that appeals to a lot of people for some reason for me i don't like it i don't like memorizing the comp like memorizing just set combos or anything but i think that that has a um a pretty big play in it yeah absolutely and i again i think it's just it appeals to different crowds and uh uh basically they're they're two different they're two different completely well, genres of game. Even though they both fall under the fight game umbrella, Tenkaichi does something completely different from this new Dragon Ball Z game that we're gonna yeah. see. Um, well, something else I wanted to add to that too is uh, go ahead. Also doing it that way because once you are someone who plays games like that, like Mortal Kombat, Justice, Marvel vs. Capcom, it's easy to transition from one of those games onto this game. And so I think that that kind of gives them a set, like an audience. It gives them an audience, an audience already. That way, they don't have to look for a new audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, again, like Man said, this is probably just at, in the, at the end of the day is a money grab. Uh, playing off on nostalgia, I think Hollywood and just uh, Uncle Sam, not Uncle Sam, but you know, uh, I think Big Brother in general is playing off all of our nostalgia yeah. with. Uh, with everything, everything's being thrown back at us. Yeah, I think we can discuss that more in a, in next, a later episode. Yeah, yeah, later episode about how everything's just being thrown at us. There's no yeah, new throw, IPs. Exactly, everything's being thrown right back at us. Uh, and we're buying it because we miss it. Yeah. 
So guys, shout out to I mean, my nigga Sean buying shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sean will buy you water if it comes out. Give the harm 2.95. Yo, it's canon. Well, I gotta get it. All right. Uh, so guys, we're gonna do a quick closeout. Just a quick recap about what we talked about. Just gave our reactions to D23. Uh, what we hope to see in KH. Uh, spoke a bit. I hope you guys got to know us a bit more regarding our Final Fantasy love. Uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot, the new game, got eight funnies out of ten. And uh, we talked a bit about the new DBZ game that's supposed to be out. I read one of the YouTube commenters' uh, comments, and I completely agree with them. How the fuck are these guys so good at the game, and it's not even out yet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it's a little the developers. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out in 2018. But we'll have more to talk about in the next episode, guys. We hope you. We hope we got any downloads, listens, and you stuck around for the entire hour. Thank you. Uh, we hope you liked it. Obviously, uh, as this as the episodes progress, we'll get a bit more organized. Hopefully, a bit better quality, uh, so we can keep bringing it out to you guys on a consistent basis. Uh, if any of you guys have any closing statements, I'll be less nervous next time. Sean, how, about you, how, about you give, how about you give them a plug for your streaming, Sean? You All right, you can find me. I usually stream Monday through Thursday from 5.30 Standard Eastern Time to about like 9 or 9.30. Um, I usually just play games that I'm currently playing and trying to platinum. So if you want to find me over there, it's twitch.tv slash Man. That's how you find me there. Nice, nice. Derek, you don't stream, do you? No, I don't stream. I don't have a nice enough camera or mic for that. Yeah, they would. They bark at shadows that cross under the door. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So again, let's just give a quick reintroduction uh, to close it out. I'm gay. Um, like I mentioned before, I was in, I'm in med school, uh, but I do play a lot of games on my time off. Um, and let's go on with Manny. I'm Manny. Uh, yeah, I'm also a med student. I like to play video games as well. Uh, long walks on the beach. And I support my friend Sean and his quest to become the platinum panty dropper. <laughs> <laughs> panty dropper funny, man. Hell yeah. Manny, I honestly thought you were going to say, I'm Manny and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what he did for his first intro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. In case you want to find Benzo, I'm sure he, he basically gave out his passport number at the intro. So you guys, you guys, you you identity thieves got a free present, free Christmas present. Maybe rage quit rehab. Yeah, my social uh, security card number <laughs> and uh, credit card number are. Oh, for sure. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. That was episode one. We'll bring episode two out maybe within two weeks.